There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from the adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Oh, well, that crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, hopefully a little less crabby next week. Or no, maybe we want him crabby. Yeah, I don't know. We can decide that next week. Kenny, Don, and John. I just sounded very Bostonian there. Enjoying some time away this extended holiday week. So you're stuck with producer Ross lining up some great bits for you. And you may say, well, it's a podcast. I can scroll in this feed and find those bits. That is very true. But you'd be surprised for as many people that will do that. Many people won't do that. So I've unearthed some great bits for you. One of them in which we will start with goes all the way back to the early days of news from the Krabby Coffee Shop, December of 2021. Kenny, John, and Don, well, they have some thoughts on millennials. Let me rephrase that. If you're under 30, we don't give a rat's ass what you say or think. There, that's what I wanted to say. Seriously, shut your mouth, get a job, Excel at your job, advance your place in life, and then maybe we'll listen to you. Unless you're one of these brilliant kids that's already out there making millions, then I want to then I want to talk to you. But if you're just some slacker that shows up, you know, stinking of yesterday's booze and complains about everything, just shut up. We don't care. Okay, just shut up. Yikes. Why did this come up off the air anyway? It did, because I have a story about how um, Gen Z is sharing the trends by millennials that they plan to end. Okay, okay. That sounds interesting to me. Okay, L- so lay it all on the me. things Give that have one. annoyed us about millennials, this next generation are saying, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. Number one is weird drawn-on eyebrows. <laughs> Wasn't that a thing in like the 40s and 50s? It came back, though. Have you seen, I mean, there's a whole Reddit thread that says awful eyebrows. And it's really? great, it's just the weirdest, it looks like Bert from the, uh, you know, Sesame <laughs> yes. Street. Yes. It gets to the point where it looks like, oh my, oh, what <laughs> is that? It's so <laughs> weird. I just don't know how guys are attracted to girls yeah. who have these big caterpillars on their head. Yeah, and they know, they don't move, do they? No, they're like tattooed on, or they're oh. they get these eyebrow kits and they make them so big. It's weird. Mm. So they're ending that. John, what's your policy with your eyebrows? You're older than me, so they must be just completely out they, of control. Uh, they, huh? Yeah, I got hairs that just uh, sprout from nowhere, and how, they have how to be often? Trimmed. Yeah, how often do you have to go after well, them? I, you know, I never notice. Cause, uh, that's a guy thing. You never, you never really notice right. that kind of thing. But my right. wife immediately oh. notices, and then she grabs uh, tweezers and insists on pulling them out, and it hurts oh. like hell. So oh. she doesn't so, trim it. She doesn't cut it off. No, she comes and she pulls out the. You know, there's hairs that are you know five inches long. Yeah, she comes you got, and, and oh. pulls those out. So your wife tweezers. actually looks at you and notices you. 
Well, apparently, I guess, yeah. Wow. Pulling uh, hair, that's like a kind of a weird form of foreplay almost, isn't it? That's uh, well, it's just like monkeys grooming each other. That's yeah. how I see it. MC yeah. wants me to trim. He'll be like, oh, my God, I have." he's really concerned about his eyebrows to be like those long... Yeah. Crazy ones. Right, like yeah. the oh, English yeah. have, right. Those are <laughs> exactly, not good. Yeah. No matter who it is, don't do that. You're or, attentive uh, to that then, right? You help I them out? I do. I see it from the side, and I'm like, hold on a second. And for a while, I was brushing them all the way up, and then I would cut across to like sure. make them shorter. But then that kind of gets, that starts to look bad as well. You form a ledge. Yeah. You end up making kind of a ledge up <laughs> but there. But then they'll go stray and they'll stick straight out. It's a mess. Yeah. Are you uh, guys old enough to remember the actor James Whitmore? Yeah. <laughs> That's what my That's wife it. always my oh. wife always accuses me of looking like James Whitmore if she doesn't get guys, the full hairs. Like, are they looking in the mirror and going like Fonzie and just going, mm-hmm. hey, hey, they right, are. you are something else, let me tell you. Uh, uh, I do the comb thing that I learned from my barber. You put a comb behind yes. it, and then you get your razor shaver oh, electric sure. thing and yep. just zzz, zip it right off. Yeah. But no. now I've got a hair that grows right at the bridge of my nose, right at the <gasps> no. top, between my eyebrows. And oh! I, I cut it this morning, and I guarantee you within two days it'll be yeah. half an inch. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You just mean in between your eyebrows. Right, right. Okay. Like, right here, right where my – and I don't see it because my glasses cover it up. If you guys ever had a hair growing out of your nose. Oh, I got a ton of them. I just shaved the bridge of my nose. I will tell you, because you can't have that. That is another level of, oh, no. Uh Oh, Don, I can't tell you how alarming it is to be out in public and just kind of, by accident, rub your finger on your nose and feel hair there. It's like, oh, my God, I got to get home. What I should do is I should have a razor everywhere I go. Just get, <laughs> just put tweezers in your truck right in the side. That's where I have them, in the side uh, little door thing there. And then at a stoplight, you get that stuff. It's really good lighting. Once you tweeze, do they grow back? Yeah, but it takes yeah. way longer. You don't want to shave it. That'll actually... I just um, drag a shaver right down my nose. To no, the then, it, then it will really grow back, Kenny. Yeah, no, that'll you got to pull it with the tweezers. tweezers. See, nobody tells you this when you're younger. Uh, millennials, Gen Zers, this is what matters to us <laughs> and elders. As we get older, we want you, if you are our kids or grandkids, if I have some weird hair growing out of my neck or some mole, your job yeah. is to tell me. Yes. Like when I'm 90, yeah. I told my daughter, you're going to be 70, basically, or 72. Your purpose in life is to make sure that I am not some old lady with a bunch of hairs growing out of her face. I don't want a beard. I don't want him growing out of my neck. You are hair check. That's this what is what are. we want from you, Gen Z. Yeah. There is one advantage to aging, though. I used to have a hair grows right on the side here, side of my eye, not right. part of my eye, my right. eyebrow, just but on just the over. edge of the socket. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And it was when I was younger, it was, you know, black as night. You know, and you could see it immediately, and I'd had to pull it all the time. But now I'm older, and it grows in white, so I, I really don't notice it. it. Don't, don't have yeah. to pull it anymore like I used yeah. to. Oh, boy. Well, we've got that out of our system. Do we, we have want some to strong move, feelings about do we that. we w- want to move on to Q-tips and ears, or should we skip that? <laughs> no, let's not do Q-tips okay. and ears. What else do they got on that they list? They are, though? okay, so you know how millennials, they're like, okay, boomer. They have bad yes. relationships with wow. other generations. Right. The Gen Zers are going to end that. The bad relationship millennials have with other generations, including boomers. They're so angry 
yeah. that they have to pay all this money for college. Yeah. They're so angry that we screwed or the boomers screwed up the world and now they're paying the price. Yeah. And so they dismiss everything you say. Yep. With okay, boomer. Me, 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 me. Here's another thing for <laughs> millennials and uh, Gen Zers. Ask your elders everything. Ask yep. a ton of questions about the my the most boring minute this is stuff you're going to want and you're going to hit my age and and all my elders are gone and i've got so many god oh, I, I know i know it's so many questions and they're gone there's nobody to answer these questions ask yep. a lot of questions even if you don't care write mm -hmm. it down right yeah absolutely write it down okay they also want to get rid of expensive hipster food like avocado toast that's so easy to ignore. That's on the agenda list. Well, when you go to a restaurant and it's just, yeah, it's like you try to, like hipster reps, restaurants, and you're like, I just want bacon, eggs, and a sausage patty. Well, you're going to the wrong bar. Go to the Cardinal Bar and get yourself a bacon cheeseburger and some tots and okay. shut your mouth. Okay, we'll move on to the next one then. <laughs> okay, this once again, Gen Z is sharing the trends by millennials that they plan to end. Choosing a financially stable job over their dream job, then regretting it. Yeah. Okay, so they just want to say, do your dream job right away so you do, you're not bitching about it. I don't know where I'm at on that um, okay. <laughs> because I opted for the choose your dream job and I'm still, you know, at my age, it's pretty much paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing all right. I got a lot of stuff and all that and, you know, a couple of houses, but, it, it, and I've got a buddy who really and a did. a new truck. Like, and yeah, yeah. But it's, page, it's paycheck to a paycheck. No, listen, listen. <laughs> let me put this into perspective. Yeah. I've got a buddy who started a business right out of high school, didn't go to college. He is doing very, very well. Very well, okay? Yeah. He's, he's just as broke as I am. Oh. Yeah. That's is a, it a, a business he loves? Yes. Did he, oh, he, okay. It's a business well. he loves and a business he's really good at, yeah. and he has a large clientele base. And I was talking about him, uh, about my woes. This is, you know, five years ago. And he's going, I'm the same as you, just at a higher rate, just at a huh. different rate, you know? Okay, so yeah. I'm going to ask a question to older people, and sorry to hop in here. You guys are all, what, one or two years older than me? We're your yeah, elders, maybe. young yeah. man. Because you, you said to ask ask questions, yes. so I'm going to ask. Yeah. I've always been told if you make more, you just spend more. That's how I am. Is, yeah, is that always the case? I'm kind of going through that now with some upgrades in my life, yep. but how do you really actually save money for oh. the future? Because people Sushere. always tell me, you need to set money yeah. aside, talk to this person, talk to this person. Well, I've never made enough money in my career where I can set amount or set aside X amount of money. Is, is Uncle Joe out there? No, not yet. <laughs> he is not at the moment. What is his line, John? Um, it's something along. three about savings, yeah. Every paycheck, no matter what. Put something aside, and he yeah. always throws a figure even, at us. Even, like, but even if it's a little amount, he says, "Yeah, put it, and, put and it don't away. don't spend it, no matter what. Even when yeah. times are tough, don't spend it." It's like, yeah. okay, well, I've done that before, and I've run that savings account up to two, three grand, whatever, and then all of a sudden, it's like, "Holy crap! I need a dump box trailer, and I've got enough for a down payment." Boom, it's gone. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's all about self-control, uh, Ross. Self-control, and you have to earn a, a fairly substantial amount of money to be able to put it there and yeah, leave it there. Yeah, exactly, and we always push back when Such says that. It's because yeah. uh, you don't understand, Joe. <laughs> Our paychecks are spent before we get them. They're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Have you guys ever heard of the Ramsey plan, Dave Ramsey, yeah. the big financial guy? Mm-hmm. What's he say? Well, his his thing is basically you pay for everything in cash, even a house. You don't take out loans. You don't buy anything on credit. If you're currently on credit, you'll you basically work 20 hours a day until you can get rid of all your debt. But one of the main problems, again, with his philosophy is that might be okay if that's literally how you start when you're 18. If you decide to hop on the Dave Ramsey plan when you're 40 or 45, that's really tough. I mean, and it's not sustainable to ask somebody to go to their normal job and then go work five, six hours at night, go to bed, and then do it again five, six days a week. Does this hoopalhead know about single mothers raising kids, working four jobs, taking a bus, doing all that? Does he have any clue what's going on in America? No. No. No, yeah, I'm not sure he, he does. He has a whole, like, his own talk show. We used to run it on our, uh, when I lived in Missouri, one of our stations, our news talk station, had the Dave Ramsey show. That's how I became aware of him, mm-hmm. too, Don. Yeah. A former employer of mine still airs him daily here yeah. in the uh, cities. Oh, you know, okay, okay. those guys always dishing out advice are always the ones making, you know, three quarters of a mil or more yeah. a year. I think it has everything <laughs> to do with your frame of mind. I'm actually listening to something about this, uh, that whatever you grew up with, like your parents' attitude towards money really got into your subconscious. And so you have to reframe <laughs> how you think about money and visualize yourself making more money. And then you have to walk around acting like you have money and and say, I'm so glad that I have this $6 million, and say that every day, and then it'll start coming to you. Law of attraction. Hmm. Uh-oh. Boy, I'm it's so like glad. like I said, wizards are real. <laughs> I'm so glad I have this really great job. It is the best job ever. <laughs> Just reading from a script. Does it work for that, too? Yeah, um, if you like where you are right now, sure, you'll stay the same. I've got assets. I don't have cash. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I've got stuff that I can turn into cash, but it's it's not doing me any good financially other than, you know, the real estate obviously going up. But what do you do about real estate assets where, you know, you're always, you're not supposed to do what I've done is fall in love with where you live and want to stay there forever. You're supposed to think of your home as an investment and make improvements and force mm-hmm. the appreciation and all of that. Well, what do you, what do you do if you just love where you live and you don't plan on selling it? Chris Reavers would be a good example of how to do real estate correctly. <laughs> he's moving again, and he's since we've known Chris, what have we known him about ten years now, John? Yeah, yep. He's moved how many times? Four times. Yeah, three or four. Yeah, and he always does a little better. Mm-hmm. And he's really got it down, and he knows how to do it. Don't fall in love with the place you you, you uh, live in. Make improvements. Make it better. Let the market go up and then sell and take another step up. I think that's the way to do it. sure would love to have a sponsor that's a financial advisor on this show. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't or a re- realtor or something yeah. like that? Uh, mm. You know, maybe just a yeah, financial advisor. Yeah. I will trim this. And send it on to Thank you. sales. You know what would be Obviously, awesome? Obviously, none of us know what we're doing. A financial advisor that pays us 
to do his abs. Oh my gosh, what is that? I don't even know what that's called. Capitalism? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Any more on the list? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, cable TV. They want to get rid of that. Oh. Cable television I did, I did altogether. That years ago. So. Yeah. Cut the cord. How's that going for you, John? Good. I I love it. What do you I pay them? No complaints. Total probably about thirty, thirty-five bucks. I don't know on various things. What are you missing? Nothing. Are you sure? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I. What would I be missing? How many computer windows do you have to open up? How many clickers do you no, have? No, How many stupid on, little devices? They're all on TV. Your laptop Kenny. is connected to your TV and I, all that I, stupid, frustrating crap. I don't know if I've ever watched a television show on a computer, seriously, or a movie. It's always on a television. Oh. Well, I never cer- used a computer. I certainly hate my uh, service that I have now. It's a. I. It was one of the things that bugged me most in life, which is a bit irrational. I know was paying cable and satellite uh, services, paying them too much, them being <clears throat> nasty yeah. people on the phone yeah. and not being able to deal with them. I just hated it. So yeah. seven, eight years ago, I went, okay, see ya, and Dish, now it's worked out. So Dish Network, what are they even doing in business? I'm hearing now that you can't even get NBC Channel <laughs> Eleven. An endorsement from them? No, I, I would refuse so, no. it. I would no. <laughs> well, hell no. This part. Hell <laughs> no. They couldn't pay me any amount of money to endorse them. Yeah. You can't even get Channel Eleven on Dish. Is that what I'm hearing? It's bad enough you can't watch the Wilder Twins on Dish. That's why I moved to the other whatever I'm on. Who are the Wilder now. Twins? They live at the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> the Wilder Twins. <laughs> okay. I say that a little quick, didn't I? <laughs> Yeah, that was one fun have weekend. You, have you heard about Gene Wilder's daughters? That's, that's what <laughs> oh. Kenny's referring to. Anyway, let's not alienate any more uh, potential clients. Okay. Anything else? Yes, the whole um, I've been doing this longer than you vibe that millenn- millennials carry. Like they say to them, I've been doing this longer than you. So huh. listen ah. to me. They just took that from us. I think they did, and I have now reached the age where I don't feel that way anymore. I have just as much respect for guys like Ross. Uh, who is that meathead we had that was uh, running uh, Donna and Steve that I love so much? He's Ryan. Now, Ryan. I <laughs> love that Ryan. Meathead. Yeah, yeah. Well, he yeah. understands. He's under 30, right? Yeah. He's a meathead, but he's really, really, <laughs> he's a great guy. He's good at his job. He's really aggressive, uh, and I don't feel that way anymore. As a matter of fact, the fact that I've been doing this a long time, I kind of feel shame about that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you want advice from me, I can give it to you, but uh, I wouldn't take advice from me, honestly. (laughs) Oh, man, that is truly one of my favorite segments from the News from the Krabby Coffee Shop podcast or News from the Krabby Coffee Shop podcast. Again, you can hear that entire segment and that entire podcast mid-December of 2021. Also, anytime the word or term meathead can be used, I absolutely love that. In just moments, the next time you fly... Be very aware of your surroundings that are taking place around you with the flight attendants. Courage. I learned it from my adoptive mom. Hold my hand. You hold my hand. Learn 
about adopting a team from foster care at AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Welcome back to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop, a holiday edition, an extended holiday edition. Kenny, John, and Don away, so I'm firing off some of our favorite bits. One was fairly old in the Wayback Machine. This next one is really recent. We actually go back just a few weeks, early to mid-June. Don brought up a very interesting story about flight attendants what they are doing while you are sitting on the plane and just exactly how they are communicating. And as we've learned, don't mess with the flight attendants. Found this article from Explored Planet. And I love it. And I, at first, you know, you see these clickbait articles where you're like, oh, it'll say like, oh, what flight attendants really think about being um, a flight attendant. <laughs> and it's like, eh, whatever. But this one was so long, and it had so many good little chunks of, of information in it, I thought I'd bring it to the show here. Um, one of them is um, they have zip ties on them, and they do have the authority to restrain you. Awesome. And I'm like, good, <laughs> and arrest you, like as a citizen's arrest until they get on the ground. I think that that is a great thing, and I'd like to see it more often, you know? You got to know what it takes to get arrested. You know what I mean? If you're thinking, if I do this, will it get me arrested? The answer is probably yes. Mm. Just don't do it. Just sit there and shut up and be nice. And if you need to get drunk, get drunk. But keep it to yourself, okay? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So in this article, it says that they have the authority to do this. And if you're overly aggressive or trouble-causing, um, they also use the seatbelt extensions as restraints. And the passengers <laughs> would be placed then in an area where they can't be disruptive and would be escorted off at the first stop. They can find, unless it's a overseas flight where they're over the ocean, within 15 minutes they can make a stop and get you in a jail. So hogtie you, drag you to the galley, yeah. and let you squirm around there yeah. until they can land in BF, Iowa, yeah. and toss you out on the tarmac. That's I, right. I envision you the air. down below with the cats and dogs and the other traveling cargo <laughs> when you're in trouble. Because we've seen so many videos lately yeah. of like, yeah. there was a guy screaming about that a baby was crying on the plane. He just lost it. And he was terrible. I was like, why are the, I mean, I know that like when someone's that heated and just screaming and stuff, like what, it's scary and you don't want the other passengers to get hurt. But I wish there was just a collective, like a knowledge that you can't get away with doing that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if your wrist is broken during the process or if you hurt your little finger and you want to sue the airline, it should just be like, in the air, we rule, and you behave. And if you don't, you're going to be put 
in airplane jail and, and on a the lot plane. Of, on a lot of this article is uh, etiquette. Oh, how, yeah. How, how you stay out of their way. Uh, like, don't go barefoot. Oh, God. No. They say that it's disgusting. Like, the, that does not get cleaned. You don't get a shampooed carpet every time you enter a plane. People have, you know, babies have puked. There's urine. There's blood. They say all of this, any bodily liquid is on there, plus spilled, like, breast milk, so it's all funky. Like, do it's filthy. It's filthy, filthy. Do not take off your shoes. And you're making it more filthy with your dirty, diseased feet. Fungus. Oh, God. Like, you see people doing that, and I always try to take a picture just so that I can put it on the Internet. Um... There are other things in here that, well, what did you guys find well, interesting? What I love is when you walk on the plane, they've got their hands behind their back oh, as, yeah. they, as they greet oh. you and they kind of do a head count. Um, and they, what they're doing is they're profiling. They're sizing you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are. Yeah. They're profiling yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. To so, see if you're going to be unruly or a problem. Right. And I wonder how many times they're correct. I bet you the old veterans that have been at it for 10 years or more, Mm -hmm. I bet they're pretty good. They Mm -hmm. know their clientele. And then they talk to each other, and I love this, with a secret code. Yes. That's the best part. They communicate without without communicating. It's true. They use those. You know, you hear like the the dings and the beeps in the airplane. And sometimes, like it's really usually like the seatbelt light is on or off. But actually you'll look up and you're like, oh, it didn't change. I wonder why. That's because they're using those as signals to each other. Right. And I am all about that. That reminds me of working in retail where we had codes on the walkie-talkie that somebody was shoplifting. Right. Yeah, and all kinds of different things. Do you and Bradley have a code um, that you can get to, um, Jesus, why am I forgetting your producer's name? Mike. Uh, Mike, thank you. Where you can get to Mike, where it means come in here and save us. The reason I ask, because um, John used to have a desk right outside of the control room in AM, and we all kind of had this rule that if you saw one of us or John being cornered by somebody really irritating. <laughs> oh, you mean just off the air? Yeah. One of us, yeah. One of yeah. us would either open the door to the from the control room or I'd walk by and say, Johnny, I really need your help in here. Can you help me figure this out? And you'd grab him by the collar and take him out of there and save oh, yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the best was I would sit there and... Uh, you know who there's a couple yeah, of people yeah, that would yeah, corner me, yeah. and uh, Rook from the control room would call me. Yeah, <laughs> John knows. Yeah, hey, I'm just calling to see if I can get rid of the guy who's bothering you. You know, <laughs> oh we'd have God, a conversation totally. like yeah. that. Yeah. I think a lot of people in offices do that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I would like to. Uh, my partner Bradley, when we're on the air and I am trying to whisper something to him, yeah. he will just go, "What are you whispering to me?" Like he'll be, I'm like, "Dude, that's that's like I'm like, like he was talking about just simply the other day. Um, he was so distracted by he couldn't think of anything but the pigs on the highway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the pig, oh, there's a pig. You should have had me on. You, I, bro- I broke the story. I was the first in the metro to talk about it. Oh my God, Kenny! Well, yeah, so I've got I had all sorts of video. I hadn't heard anything about it. Yeah. So he starts talking about pigs on the freeway on the air, and I'm like, 
I just whispered because I didn't didn't want to sound like an idiot because I didn't look at any news. Sometimes I don't. I look at celebrity gossip news and no local news before I go in to do my show that's about celebrity gossip. Right. So I'm like, I don't. Nobody got time for that, you know. So he's talking about pigs. And so I whispered to him. Here in the Twin Cities? That's what I said. I was like, here? And I pointed down like, here? Because I wanted to know. No, no. I'm like, here. Not at my crotch. But I was like, here? And he says on the air, he goes, what? What are you whispering to me? What are you t- and I'm like, okay, I just wanted to know if it was here or in New York or something because I didn't want to sound like a dork. But, yeah, he'll do that. He'll just go, what are you saying to me? And I'm like, dude. We, uh, you know what Kenny you and I will on a different show we're on, on Garage Logic. Yeah. We have sometimes little signals the other guys, I, they just don't notice. Like if Joe right. is saying something, you know, that we think and is you ridiculous. Can, oh, right. Uh, yes. or, if, or if Reavers is annoying one of us to right. no end. Yeah. Right. We we have little signals, but I don't. I, I'm guessing the stewardesses are a little more subtle than Kenny and I. Oh, that's what we're talking about, stewardesses. Yeah, that's oh. right. Uh, because you guys need a talk back in the studio, so you can turn your microphone off and hit the talk back to Brad and go. Where did this happen? Yeah. yeah well, we do by tur- we're in the same studio. Yeah. So I just turn off my. I would just turn off my mic. Both of your mics. Just yeah, give them the slashing at the throat. Yeah, yeah. We need to come up with something. Yeah. When we were in radio and Such was sequestered in the studio, um, either me or um, Rookie would whisper things in his ear. We had the capability. It's called sure. talkback. Yeah. Yeah. Just in and your headphones. Half the times, um, Joe would do exactly what Bradley did. What? Yeah. Yeah, I plan on doing that. So what I learned. Oh, Lord. I know. It's really bad. It's like his first day on the job, and he'd been at it for 30 years. Um, So finally, what I did when I wanted to start talking to him, I'd go, Joe, I'm off the air right now. Turn to Channel 4, or or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then he would say, okay. Like, okay. (laughs) On his live mic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. On the pigs, very quickly, Kenny. Kendall yeah. uh, from uh, Channel 9. I hate to go outside the building, but I was flipping through the TV at the exact same time this, this pig news was breaking. Mm. Yeah. Did you happen to see her delivery of this story, Kenny? Yeah. Yeah, of course I did. Not only that. Way to be completely unaware as to what's going on at the very radio station you work on. <laughs> Kendall and I talk to each other almost I know. every morning. We're buddies. I know. She came on Jason's show at the same time I was on Jason's show, and we all talked about this together. Yeah. So so don't try to badmouth Kendall. She, uh, no. Kendall is one of the best. <laughs> no. She's a, I, a good friend of mine, so don't even go down the... I don't the, think he I is, don't like, but oh. go on. I'm oh. actually... I, her delivery of this story, Kenny, was one of the most endearing and loving yeah. things I have ever seen because um, for those who didn't see her delivering this story, she is months pregnant, right, Kenny? At this point, she's well yeah. into her pregnancy. Mm. Yeah. On the day of this story, she is wearing a very pink dress, right? which is outlined <laughs> with like just some black, right? Mm-hmm. right? So she is delivering the story, talking about there's pigs loose on the freeway. And to a degree, I'm going to paraphrase what she says because I don't remember the quote exactly. 
But she goes, and yes, it's not lost on me that I'm incredibly pregnant and wearing pink today. <laughs> oh, God. And, and she goes, you can't write this stuff. It, it writes itself. It yeah, was great. What you've done here reminds me of what used to happen to me all the time when I worked all these morning shows and I would get home and talk to a friend or, or somebody and the friend would say, Tell me all about what he heard on KDWB that morning or KQRS. And it's just really, really. Yeah. So thanks for not listening to your. You stop it. You know, I, you know I'm your number one fan. You, you quit crying foul. Yeah, come on. Quit making up victim stories over there, Kenny. How do you score an upgrade with a flight attendant? Well, you can tip them because they accept tips. I learned from this article. Yes. You can be super nice and yes. polite. Yes. And, and, but not creepy. Right. Right. You can do that. They can accept tips. And I thought, I did not know that. Like, not a dollar, you guys. Like, get out a 10 or a 20, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, nothing below a 20. No. It's no. got to be significant. What I learned over the years, and a lot of people probably already knew this, I've been flying non-rev my whole life because of family in the industry. Mm -hmm. And I still, if I need to get on an airplane, all I do is pay the taxes. And you learn something about being a non-rev passenger that can transform or you can use in your paying life. Dress nice. Mm -hmm. They always told us dress nice because you might be able to get bumped up to first class and they don't want anybody with cutoffs and sweatpants <laughs> and slippers in first class. Yeah. And always talk quietly about your ticket and your service and who you are and the fact that you're a non-rev. And if you get bumped, be really nice about it. Don't complain. Don't yell. Don't scream. Don't make demands when you're on the airplane. And the flight attendants know where the non-revs are sitting. Yeah. So one time I flew non-rev out to Hawaii, and this, and we were next to the galley, and the guy knew we were non-rev. We drank for free all the, from, I think, San Francisco all the way to oh Hawaii God. just because we were really friendly and nice and non-rev. And there's no reason that won't can't happen if you're a paying customer. Stop making the ludicrous demands. Start. Stop showing stop. up smelling like farts. You know, don't take your shoes off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. I think that back in the day, you used to, like, it was known, like, we're going on a flight and we're dressing up. Like, yeah. it was an event. Right. Where it's like, you have to wear your church dress because we're going on the flight. I was going to bring that up. Church clothes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's true. Yeah. They'll, uh, just like your friendly bartender, they'll cut you off. Yeah. So try to keep it together if you're going to get ass-faced. Uh, I understand flying drunk. It's nerve-wracking flying. Just keep it together, okay? Yeah, right. You're not Hunter S. Thompson. Don't go crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, that's so good. Don't take every drug under the sun. Um, they also appreciate it if you don't order a Diet Coke. Which I, I had never heard this before. Yeah, so if you're at 30,000 feet, for some reason, the... Formula of Diet Coke is extra fizzy up in the air, and it takes forever, ever to settle down. Like when they pour it in the cup, it takes three times as long for them to deliver the drink to you because they have to keep doing a little yeah, and then a little more. It's just extra carbonated for some reason. Right, right. And so just don't do it. I don't know. 
Have some water. Have a lemonade. <laughs> have a ginger ale, for God's sake. I'm just thinking of our pal Patrick Royce, who's been heavily addicted to Diet Coke since yeah. he quit drinking mm-hmm. in the early 80s. You know, and he's drinking a six-pack or more. And you know when he's getting on that plane, he's pounding the Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. Why doesn't he, he just buy one in the in That's the what airport. I was going to ask. Can you do that? You're going to get... Yes. Once you get through the security gate, you can buy... Like they say, bring an empty water bottle. You can just fill it up at the fountain there, and then you don't have to bug them for oh. liquid. Oh, like yeah, well, you can bring. Once you're yeah. through the gate, once you're through the gate, that's why they have all the shops with candy and all the food that you buy. You can bring your Chick Fil A on your Subway, whatever yeah. it is. How about airplane coffee? Um, Ooh, they say don't yeah. drink it because, like, literally in this article, they're like, do not drink that coffee. Yeah. Don't ask for coffee because those pots are rarely, rarely cleaned, and it could be funky. <laughs> toilet water. Yeah. Toilet, Basically, yeah, it has the same, right, water. it has the same, like, it's kind of next to the toilet. Well, then I don't want to get the tea either, so now I'm back to I'm just going to make you work for the fizzy Diet Coke, and I'll tip you. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's fine. I'm sure they appreciate it. How come they get to use their cell phone and we don't? Oh, right. That's another thing. Like, they are using their cell phone the whole time. They probably turn it off during takeoff and landing because they say that's whenever, in this article, like, that's whenever it can actually mess with air traffic control because cell signals are so intense. But, yeah, they right. have their own ability to get on on their own Cell phones. I was once on a flight within the last five years where one of the flight attendants, I think this was pre-flight maybe mm-hmm. when we were boarding, was on their phone and verbally assaulting their significant other. Oh. And I'm like, well, this is not setting up to be a comfortable flight. You just don't want to mess with them, do, do you? Oh, boy. Do you eat the food? Uh, yeah, but I probably won't after this. Yeah. Because it says that it's so not nutritionally. They want you to feel full, so it's full of salt, sugar, and fats. And, like, it's just not good for you. Stuff that makes you sleepy. Yeah, definitely. They want you to be drugged, basically. Give me the Benadryl chicken, please. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Um, John, do you think you'll ever get on an airplane again? I, uh, at this point, if you ask me, I'd say no. Uh, but it may happen. There may be an emergency where I have to, and maybe I'll get you know drugged up to the point where I, I won't know I'm in a little tube that's very claustrophobic. I'm, I'm very pleased with not flying at this point. Very yeah. pleased. Um, and to be honest with you, the fl- the thought of flying overseas over the ocean, yeah. I'm having a tough go with that. And I see that I think it's Delta now is going to start a new nonstop from Minneapolis-St. Paul to Honolulu. Oh. And I'm thinking the only way to do it is to take some sort of heavy, heavy narcotic. I mean, maybe even shoot up um, Mm. right before you get on the plane. Shoot up. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and then just nod off and uh, not wake up till you get there because it'd just be too traumatizing for me flying over the open ocean again because you know what's out in the open ocean? Water. Great white sharks. Yeah. Oh, the crash will kill you before the shark yeah, does. Come for on. Sure. Did you know that the oxygen in those masks only ask it only lasts like 15 to 12 to 15 minutes? I oh. did know that. Yeah. <laughs> it said that in this article here. I'm Dang. like, so just try to breathe on your own for as long as you can. Don't get too excited. S- just do deep breaths. So is each one regulated? Like so would that work if I, if I don't 
use the oxygen mask, does that mean in 10 minutes from now I'll still have my 15 minutes worth? Yeah. Or is it all going to be, is it all coming from the same pool of oxygen? No, I think that they're all individual. Yeah. Hmm. Like one person can't suck down all the oxygen and like, ooh, he's really breathing deep over there. The big oxygen <laughs> tank we have. Well, that's, well, you know, that's that what I was thinking. that can explode and be flammable. Yeah, maybe the young and the, the elderly shouldn't be given uh, masks. They're, maybe their masks shouldn't <laughs> drop at all. <laughs> they should leave it for people between, I don't know, 15 and 60. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, some mask discrimination. Oh, I'm boy. Just, I'm screwed then. Yeah. Kenny, I think you're going to fit in just fine in my gubernatorial administration. Where <laughs> well, no, no, Ross, that, that's that's North Korea-like there. That's that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, I that's wouldn't. Since, since you've sort of told the people that I'm really kind of afraid to fly, I, I've always loved flying, but after yeah. I had a surgical procedure, I became very claustrophobic. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't mean oh. to infer that you were afraid to fly. It's yeah, your claustrophobia. Yeah, no. yeah. Oh, yeah, I, okay. And I used to love to fly. I mean, yeah. I would hop on yep. a plane at a moment's notice, but now... Yeah, same here. Getting in a tube? No thanks. John, um, I used to go on a vacation with uh, the roommate before we became uh, legal, sure. and I, I would bring blank tickets with me. Just and I mean driving trips, just in yeah. case I needed to, you know, because <laughs> at that point we were breaking up like once a week, you know, you know how it you is. Had, you had escape plan. Yeah, yeah. What? And I don't was, even get it. There was what? one night in Cincinnati about two in the morning that I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go to the GD airport and be done with this. Oh. <laughs> Leave her in my car and everything oh, wow. there. Oh boy, <laughs> is the blank ticket, Kenny, for the ones? That are confused, yeah, mainly Don that. and I, is that your non-rev flights yeah, to basically yeah. get yeah. in and out of oh, town? I see. Yeah, I see. Uh, you used to be handed these vouchers, and you could oh. write in the destinations. Yeah, so it was really cool. It'd just be an open <laughs> ticket, and you just write whatever airport you want to go to, and away you go. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, wow, <laughs> that is fantastic. Have you told her that? Uh, I think she might know. Um, maybe. Well, Kenny, we have her on the line right now. (laughs) Uh, I told her the other night, she told me how old she was, and I said, well, I think it's time for me to find a trophy wife. And she said, yeah, good luck, pal. Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. All right, there you have it. That does it for this edition of News from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Again, that first bit on millennials all the way back in December of 2021. You can find it wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast right now. That second bit on flight attendance just a few weeks ago from mid-June right here in the news from the Krabby Coffee Shop feed. Kenny, John, and Dawn, they are all back next week, and we're looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Floridians. Tired of trying to avoid Florida man, alligators, and hurricanes? Come to Minnesota. We procreate and recreate all year round. Spring on the lake, that's when we take our old car to the lake. Then we stand around and we bide our time, wait for the ice to break. Winter time at the old lake, cut a hole and poop. The warden bursts in, he says hello, you just say oops. 
We also welcome your poor driving habits. Minnesota's drive too slow in the fast lane. They drive too fast in the snow. You lived here 35 years by now, you should know. Don't be afraid of the cold. You can camp outdoors in negative 35. It's 35 below. Let's set up camp and live outdoors. Don't need food or drink and you never have to go to the store except the liquor store. Please come to Minnesota even though we really don't want you here. Drive safe and look out for deer. Tell your folks I said hi.